Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to No Meat Athlete Radio. All right, hello, everyone, and welcome to No Meat Athlete Radio. Uh, let's like see. Smooth, yeah. smooth voice there, Doug. We're live on YouTube, and we're live in your hearts. Um, <laughs> how's it going, Matt? It's going pretty well. Uh, psyched for a weekend, Father's Day coming up. Yeah. Can't, just can't imagine what, what bounty of gifts is in store for me this weekend. <laughs> are, you, are you a Father's Day person where, um, where you prefer, like, you, you, you view Father's Day as an opportunity to do something by yourself? Uh, and, and experience like some like quality time of just whatever you want to do or are you the a family father's day person where you spend the day with your family we do family stuff i don't that wasn't necessarily my inclination like when i first was having father's day i remember suggesting to aaron kind of joking like hey i'm gonna go do this thing with myself and she was like well that wouldn't be a very uh that wouldn't be a very fatherly thing to do or something like that <laughs> and and from then on we've done it family which is fine it actually is probably my preference because uh-huh. you know i i get alone times now and then so uh, it's fine, but I don't know. What about you? Yeah, I think I'm kind of somewhere in between. In between, my my um, like you, like you were saying, I think my I'm inclined to just use it as an oper- as an excuse to do whatever I want and right. uh, and and have a day of kind of going on some adventure or something. Um, but uh, you know, the kids are real into it, especially as they've gotten older. They want to celebrate and and do things and cook and all that do all that stuff so i i'm i'm definitely excited about all that so i i think i'm gonna go for a long run in the morning and then uh do a bunch of family stuff in the afternoon all right good we are heading to Asheville this afternoon i'll actually be with my dad on oh, oh there you which, go yeah i don't know i've done that in a long time i don't think i could be just forgetting one but it should be nice excellent well yes it's excellent maybe we should maybe we should disappear from our parents and or our families and grab a beer <laughs> possible possible that could happen tomorrow or saturday yeah yeah all right yeah we'll see (laughs) all right so what are we talking about today matt so it's an interesting topic it's one that we've covered before in different ways on nomad athlete radio actually in several different forms we've talked about the uh the the flow topic the two forms of happiness pleasure versus Mm -hmm. actual long-term contentment uh that sort of background for what I'm doing now, which is this digital declutter, as it's called, which is 30 days, very minimal digital usage, especially outside of work. Within work, everything's kind of as is. Um, yeah. But outside, trying to do that. And it's in an attempt to really reclaim leisure and kind of rediscover the richness that was once in my life, and I think a lot of people's lives, otherwise I wouldn't be talking about this, uh, that has just sort of gradually been been in a way, stolen away from us. At least our attention gradually taken uh, without necessarily our our uh, intention to to do it there. But, you know, all the in the same way that processed food manufacturers have sort of hijacked uh, our brains with what they put in there uh, to make us eat things that we sort of know aren't the best for us, the same things happen with, with digital everything, especially social media. But, you know, everything is just digital now. It's crept in everywhere. Uh, AI mm-hmm. is only the, only the latest development and, and promises to be even even more of the same. So anyway, it, it, it occurred to me that it was time to do something. So that's what I'm doing now. Uh, so we're going to jump into that and then we'll talk a little bit about once you've done that or assuming you do have actual time or ready to commit more time into what's being, what's called leisure in the literature that I've looked at and read. Uh, but you know, it could also be fitness. It could be stuff that, it, that you do uh, when you're not 
sucked into your screen, really. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, this is this is a topic I've thought a lot about. You're, you're on a kick right now. We've been uh, in kind of doing some experimenting yourself, um, which is which is awesome. But before I guess we get into that, I was thinking about you know this this assumes, and I think pretty much everybody universally assumes for the most part that uh, over too much screen time, too much time on social media, too much time in the digital world is probably a bad thing, right? right. But, but like, why? I guess, I mean, like, like, is the alternative of just kind of sitting by yourself or reading a book any better or worse? Like, why is it any better or worse than, than say, engaging in, um, in a Twitter discussion or something like that? Or reading the news or, or I don't know, in, engaging somehow in a community, uh, or a digital online community? Well, I don't think it necessarily is worse than that. I think I think so much of it has to do with the fact that once you're on those things, you are now on somebody's platform who's trying to make money from your attention somehow, right? That's mm -hmm. that's probably the biggest problem. So that you get drawn into those things, and then not only are you exposed to ads and things like that, um, but all kinds of triggers are there to make sure that you do what they want you to do, mostly which is stay on there, yeah. doing more of it. Uh, so I think that's probably the the biggest problem. And then the problem like with that, aside from the fact that you sort of lose your ability to, to choose what you want to do, is that you're also being exposed constantly to this dopamine cycle that happens, the very process by which you get addicted to this stuff. And that just adds to the addictive nature of this stuff. So it's, I think it's more likely that you become addicted to those things in a way that isn't beneficial to your life uh, than might happen if you're doing some own activity, playing an instrument, reading, exercising, whatever. And yes, you can get maybe sort of addicted to those things uh, in a way that's not beneficial to your life. I think it's possible, but I just mm -hmm. think it's so much more likely with the digital stuff. Otherwise, I don't think, I, don't, I think screen time is, you know, okay. I don't think we should necessarily say screen time is a bad thing. Uh, but I do think in general, like there's just so much less richness, right? Compare being in a Twitter discussion to being with an actual group of friends somewhere. Like, yeah, 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 it's just it's just an experience. Like we're we're built to have those experiences. Our brain is meant to have to interpret facial cues and do all kinds of stuff. And it, it's just so so low resolution when that happens in a digital sense. And then you got social media with what it does, the polarization, the anonymity. It just mm -hmm. these aren't as healthy, I don't think, as as in person real discussions. So I would say it is generally worse. But you know, it's not like just by nature, screen time must be worse. That's my my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm on the same page there. I mean, I think that technology and screen time can open a lot of doors and provide a lot of enriching yeah, right. content and a lot of you know enhancement of your ability to do analog activities. Um, yeah, an amazing amount, right? Like YouTube, uh -huh. like if you're if you're committed to learning a new craft or or just being someone who's handy and learns how to do lots of stuff, it's I mean, we have an incredible resource now with with that and internet and being able to join groups of people that you could never do before it's incredible so i'm not at all saying we should get rid of this stuff by any means mm -hmm. so all right when you you talked about kind of chasing the dopamine hit uh mm -hmm. I, you, you had a whole like uh, outline here and i'm kind of going i'm, I'm diverting diverging from that so um if you want to change gears just let me know but um like let's say let's say you're you're playing a song you're learning how to play the guitar mm -hmm. and this is a very analog experience like no no digital anything you're just kind of learning how to do it you're you're learning the chords you're looking at sheet music doing the whole thing isn't that kind of chasing a dopamine hit too like once you get it right it's just an immediate rush of kind of feeling good and um 
I mean, I don't. Maybe I don't understand dopamine very, very well. But like, but like, like, isn't isn't that a, a, the same thing as as uh, as watching a funny video or having someone leave a great comment I, on your? I have no idea if the actual process of achieving the playing the song perfectly is related or is the same biochemically to watching a funny video. But I know the hour or five hours leading up to it are entirely different than the mm. one second where you click a video and then click the next video after that and then the next after that mm -hmm. and just keep getting them. So it's, it's entirely different. And that's, that's where this flow thing comes from. And flow is linked to, it's this famous state athletes experience it, musicians experience it, people, all kinds of people. climbers is one of the classic examples. Cause the climber who's like in this, maybe not life or death situation, but, but at least something that feels like it. Uh, and they've hopefully got the safety thing set up so that it's not that, but like where they can only focus on that one thing and it's challenging and they're exhibiting a high level of skill at it. And you go into this moment. I don't, cause I haven't climbed like that, but uh, they go into this, this state where time, you know, seems to pass at, at a rate they don't even understand. Uh, I, I don't know. And it's just, it's, it's hard, but at the end it's blissful. It just, uh, it just, it's kind of like your singular focus is on one thing and I don't know. I just, I think it's a, a state that we're kind of meant to seek. Um, uh -huh. And it's definitely linked to contentment, right? If you, if you can do this, especially if you can do this in your work, that's amazing. But like, yeah. this is, this is what make drives that other kind of happiness, not the instant dopamine pleasure, but the serotonin uh, fulfillment, contentment kind of pleasure. So you get that by doing things that are challenging and that's not most social media stuff, right? Most of the time we're, we're kind of choosing instead sure. to do nothing. Like with our free time, we have our work, and then mm -hmm. most of us nowadays, and I'm certainly, you know, guilty of this, uh, we do work and then we do nothing with the rest of the time. And we think we're unwinding when we're putting on Netflix or we're, we're doing, but basically what we're doing is nothing. And then we go back to doing work. And what has disappeared from our lives is this third part, this play, the leisure, the thing where you do challenging things that aren't immediately gratifying, but in the process of getting better at them and eventually, you know, being in a situation where you're exhibiting a level of skill it doesn't have to be world-class level, but for you relative to where you were before, it feels like a high mm -hmm. level of skill and you're doing it at something that is you're at the edge of it's challenging. It's not just so easy that it's boring. Uh, you know, that's, that disappeared from most people's lives. I've seen it go away from my kids' lives in many ways. Uh, they both have their focuses that I think of almost like their work. Uh, and I'm happy to see that, but you know, in, in downtime, it's like, go to the social media, go to the video game, whatever. Uh, and that's, it's not good. And, and I'm not, not saying that I don't do this either. This is why I think over the past few years, I've just like observed this like de-richment of, of life. Like it just doesn't seem like I used to just like passionately chase all these different hobbies and do all these different things, uh, be learning things, be reading all the time. And like, I just gradually over the past seven years, really since I've gotten a smartphone is when it began. And I was pretty late to do that. But once mm -hmm. I did, I was on the same track as everybody else. Uh, it's just sort of a gradual like lessening of enthusiasm for things. And, and I, maybe, I mean, I don't think I'm unique in that, but uh, it, it, I don't know. It, it's possible that it's just me who's noticed that, but I, I have a sense that a lot of people are, are feeling that way and that there's a growing uh, sort of angst and dissatisfaction with, with lives. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. I think uh, <laughs> we're probably as a society way more depressed and anxious and yeah, and I think, but see, and the funny thing is, and maybe, maybe this is a conspiracy, and and it's all, you know, the the people who are making money from this are are encouraging us to think this way. But I feel like most people think that we're all discontent because climate change or because uh, social media is polarizing people, 
and you know just fighting and like and that everyone's just unhappy because of that but like it might be it might i'm not saying it isn't those things because certainly they contribute uh they, they make people less happy but the thing that happens like every single day all the time is that we are just sort of pushed around nudged throughout the day through our food and through our devices to just doing what people want so that we so that they make money and i i think that's perhaps what's really behind everyone's unhappiness now um mm -hmm. And, and that for me, that's again not saying like this. This is a bad thing because I, I totally think it's not this technology, um, but it's what it's what prompted me to do what I'm what I'm doing now and what we'll talk about today. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I I think I'm in agreement with that. Um, yeah, I mean we're we're controlled, right? We're controlled by. Uh, but I mean, but part of that's interest, right? I mean, like because. What what's 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 interesting to me is the um, you know say you're you're interested in video games or say you're interested in running and then you then you find yourself like being kind of pushed and and nudged in different directions through like running apps and and run Strava and like all these kind of things like that that uh, you know the interest is running or mm -hmm. uh, or nutrition you're in part of some sort of meal planning community Facebook community or something like that um, but you're but you're still being kind of like uh, I hate using like sheep because sheeple is like has such a thing, but like you're still being kind of herded around by like, by what the technology and the group mm -hmm. thinks and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Interesting. All right. Yeah. So this book, this book is what kind of started, uh, started this whole thing. Tell us about that. Yeah. So there's actually two books. So one is this book by uh, Robert Lustig. It, he's the author of uh fat chance is the name of the book. I think it's about sugar. I haven't read it. Um, it's about how sugars and everything. But this book I read is called The Hacking of the American Mind. And it's about, it's marrying these two things. Like I knew this was happening with food and I felt like I've done a pretty good job of, of like, if not resisting, at least fighting back and like figuring out how to just not eat that kind of food anymore. Um, and then there's also the digital thing. It, it's just sort of never occurred to me that like, it's sort of the same thing that's happening, right? Like it's, it's, it's just, it's the same basic process in our body obviously it's very different because food going into your body is different than than you know feeling a, an addiction that's sort of like a gambling like addiction uh they're different but like they're doing the same thing as far as the dopamine and the pleasure and that stuff so like i just realized like wow like our whole day is just sort of we're just sort of pushed around the way the way you know these these entities want us to go uh and so that was a really big thing for me so that's that's a cool book to check out but then what it did was inspire me to listen to on this long car trip that i was recently on this book called uh, Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport. Mm -hmm. People know him. He's the author of, uh, of Deep Work. I think that's probably his more famous book. Yeah. Uh, and, he's, and he's got some other ones too that are actually very good. But um, I'd read this before. And in it, I hadn't done the main thing he prescribes, which is a 30-day digital declutter, he calls it. And he doesn't call it a detox. He calls it declutter because the point isn't just do this thing and then you're like sort of better. And then, you know, after another, whatever, six months or year of going back to the way things were, you do it again and repeat. It's more like the Marie Kondo magic of tidying up thing where you totally declutter everything. And then hopefully everything is different from then on because now you've, you've, you've pulled yourself out of the system. Basically, you've experienced what life is actually like without all that. And then it's not, it's pretty easy. I shouldn't say easy it's way easier to not get dragged back into it because you understand that, wow, like there, there was this happy sort of life that I used to have before all this happened. And so it's a process by which you then gradually reintroduce things and, and evaluate from that new perspective of having been mostly off of it for 30 days. Uh, you evaluate which, which things are really important to you and which, which apps, which, and it could be social media. Like it's not like you, you then have to stay off of it. 
It's just you figure out which ones you you actually want to do. Uh, so that's what it is. Uh, I'm on day four now of this digital declutter. And what it is essentially is get rid of all non or sorry, all optional uh digital things in your life. And it's mostly talking about things that come to you through screens, through your phone, through the TV, um, through computers, of course. Uh, so, you know, appliance, electronics that are smart, like that's all fine. Uh, but if they've got notifications and things like that, then they, I think you do need to kind of watch out for them. But anyway, uh, what I did was made a big list of all the stuff that I use. I thought of probably 25 things that are like, I commonly use almost every mm -hmm. day and said, yep here's what is what is out or like what I absolutely have to have for this limited use. But other than that, I'm not using it anymore. Uh, and so Monday for that, it honestly hasn't felt like that drastic of a shift. But the main difference is that I feel like I have an extra hour each day when like I would otherwise just fill it with going on the phone and checking email or searching whatever I want to on the internet that I might be thinking of in that moment. And instead I've started playing the piano again, uh, the hope, of course, for me would be to do much more than that, uh, find new hobbies, things I haven't done before, because piano I've done in the past. Um, but it's been it's been cool. It, I mean, it's I wouldn't say anything life changing, mind blowing yet, which makes me think maybe I need to even be more strict and like get rid of more of the digital stuff. Because the reality is, like during the workday, like I'm still on the computers the whole time. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's it's not uh, not perfect yet, but I'm really happy. It, it definitely just, it just feels better. I feel like my sleep is better. I'm going to bed. I just I just fall asleep earlier. Uh, and, and I'm getting more reading done, more piano done. So it's it's been good so far. And you're cutting out TV. Yes. So what I I didn't really watch that much TV, but you know, every now and then I'll get in a kick where I'll watch it at bedtime. Uh mm -hmm. and just mindless old reruns of shows. Uh so I said no more of that. And and you know, I'm haven't done any of that. But if I wanted to like watch a because I'm trying to I'm trying to be a better soccer fan because my kids are at a high level of soccer now. I'm trying to like understand the game. And there's tons of documentaries I've got backed up that I want to watch on it, but I just never do it because there's those activities that are kind of they feel like a challenge to get into and watch yeah. compared to putting on the office and watching something I've seen 20 times. It's still mm. funny. Um, so like that stuff, I said, I'm OK with it because that, that doesn't have an addictive quality to me. It has a like it's a challenge. And if I do it, then I feel good about that. Um uh, so I'm, I'm okay with that. I haven't done it yet. So, which, which just kind of makes the point that it's really not something that is addictive at all. <laughs> uh, but you know, I hope I do. I hope I can watch some of that stuff. Uh -huh. uh, but so like the phone is still the big one. Like, you know, there are still text messages. I can't just give up texting. So I've just sort of put my phone and do not disturb. Uh, and then I see the messages, but I see them usually later and, and it's fine. Um, I'll still like search things on Safari when I, think of something to search. And I'm wondering like, should I kind of make a conscious effort not to do that during these 30 days and just like be okay with not knowing the answer to something. Uh, so, you know, I don't know quite know about that, but I think, I think I could get better about that. If I could just like leave the phone up in my bedroom for the day, I think mm -hmm. that would feel drastically different. So I, I'll probably get to that point, but right, right. So far I haven't done that. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that if you want to do this, right, like that, that makes a lot of sense. And like, if, if you're, uh, what if you wrote, if you had something that you wanted to look up, what if you wrote it down? And then if you still wanted to look it up at the end of the day or yeah, that's good, on yeah. Sunday or whatever, you go back and, and look it up and just batch it. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yep. That's a good idea. And I've done something similar that I used to always use the notes app on my phone for stuff. And I've just started like doing that with pen and paper. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I won't be in a spot to do it. So I won't necessarily go make the notes and that's maybe not a good thing, but it definitely keeps me out of the, out of the phone a little more. So, um, it's good. And then I mentioned on our morning show that, that with working out, like I used to just pull up the computer every time. Cause that's where my workout is. Right. Um, and I would end up staring at it the whole time in between all the sets. Um, 
now I just have a piece of paper, just printed it out one time. So there's a lot of efficiency to be gained as well if you're not always on your stuff. And another example of that is like the maps when you're driving around, incredibly useful part of having a smartphone. And probably the reason I went back to a smartphone because yeah. I actually went yeah, away yeah. from it for a while. But like to get lost somewhere and realize that it doesn't have to be this way because you could have a map <laughs> on your phone, that's uh -huh. like the most frustrating thing. Um, uh -huh. But at the same time, I've lived in Charlotte now for two years. I don't know how to get anywhere because I just yeah. use the maps. And like mm -hmm. I've stopped caring about where I go or even knowing where I'm going directionally. And so like, there's a redundancy, like you re repeat that over and over. Like, why not just learn it one time and then not need that anymore? Yeah. Uh, yeah I don't know. So, so there's a lot of things that are like that where like you realize we just always use a computer for something when we could instead do something else and only have to do it one time. And then you don't have to use the computer anymore. I'm notoriously bad at directions. And so pre, <laughs> pre like smartphone, Mm -hmm. I, I had a binder that I would print out everywhere I thought I would want to go from my house and then from like other locations. Oh, yeah. I had this like huge binder of, of like <laughs> Google Maps or, or MapQuest or whatever it was back in the day uh -huh. um, of like directions to get there. But if I got off the like map, I would usually be like so lost and, and, and had so much trouble. I called it the Dug Dug because Tom Toms were around at the time. But I couldn't afford <laughs> one. So. <laughs> I mean, I think that's really actually a great thing. Like I was saying about the... Uh, about the conversations, I, I think I said this here. Well, I haven't said this yet, but in that digital minimalism book is the idea that when you respond to a Facebook post with a like, you are giving one literal one bit of information in computer parlance compared mm -hmm. to who knows how many millions of bits when you actually have a conversation with someone and they hear a tone right. of voice and you're expressing more yeah. than just a yes or no. I mean, it just it's just so much more. And like, I haven't read this, but I assume it's true. We are, we're meant, well, I know that we're meant to we're meant to know locations of things really well. And like a lot of the memory tricks, like if you try to memorize uh, a deck of cards, which I did during COVID mem memorize how or learned how to, how to memorize a deck of cards in order, you do it by picturing your house or some very familiar location. And you go on a walk through that house. And at these different 18 stops, there's three characteristics at each one. And each one has to do with a card. So anyway, it, it, that's beside the point, but we have a tremendous capacity for spatially remembering things. Like we are supposed to do that, know where stuff is, go to it, find it. And uh -huh. so I think maps have, I mean, Google phone maps have, have, they deprive us of what actually feels really good and is a, somehow mm. feeling to like complete a journey that you just did on your own. Uh, so I think that's a great idea. I've been, I've been thinking, like, I can't imagine myself going back to printing out MapQuest again. And I don't want to get lost because that's awful, like I said. Right. But if I just started having stuff, uh, that sounds like a really good idea, actually. Having a little, little binder in the car and just, yeah, do it. That, and then you the map mat. Yeah, and keep the phone in the glove compartment for emergencies. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I like that. I'm, I'm going to try that. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> I mean, it is It is also, like, uh, it's somewhat satisfying to, to like, look, to pull it a real, a real map and try to try to navigate. I mean, it, I get this on the trail a lot, too, if I'm, you know, if I'm trying to navigate some different trails or something like that, and you get to, an inter to like, an intersection of two different trails, and you have to pull out a map or, or look at a map on your phone and try to figure out, yeah, where you're going, but the right. actual navigation uh, versus having it done for you is uh, is quite satisfying. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, uh, so one thing, like I understand the, um, I, I'm I'm totally with you on the on the kind of decluttering from all the notifications and and uh, the dopamine hits that you're always trying to get with, you know, flipping through 15 second videos and that kind of thing, but. Like with with technology for me, the stuff that the something that I've struggled with. And we talked about this on the podcast a little bit, but 
this is something that is a years long struggle for me is I have a, I have a really hard time um, like being in silence now. And mm -hmm. it's not that, not that it's, it's hard for me when I'm in it, but it's hard for me to, to get there. Like the default of, uh, you know, if I'm, if I'm in the car for five minutes, uh, I'm putting on a podcast or if I'm mowing the lawn or if I'm walking, you know, anywhere, or I'm doing some work that uh, is kind of mindless, you know, I'm, I'm always like having all this input into me. And the same thing, you know, whether it's, whether it's swimming through Instagram or a podcast or an audiobook or whatever, like I just can't like just be present unless right. I'm talking to someone, yeah. um, if that makes sense. And, and that I think is something that I've personally lost because I used to love alone time where I was in silence uh, and in my own thoughts. And now I just, I, the default is for me not to do that. And, and I don't know, that just feels unhealthy and it's something I miss. Yeah, I think that's right. He, there's a lengthy section in uh, digital minimalism about this and it's about exactly that being in solitude where, and I think they define solitude as like being not under the influence of anybody else's thoughts at that time. So reading a book doesn't even count as solitude uh, because you have input coming in at that point. And there's a lot of creativity and things that are linked to being in that solitude state. I don't know if there are other benefits just to well-being other than what you can produce by, by spending some time in that state. Uh, but I agree with you. It's really important. And it's not that easy to, to be in it. It's like, it's, it's uncomfortable now to mm -hmm. not have anything when it would be so easy to put something on. And I think like it, we've kind of upgraded the, the, our problem because it used to be put the TV on while you mm -hmm. do anything. And right. And this is way better than that, having a podcast where you're actually learning something. Uh, but whereas now when you go outside in the garden, you wouldn't have been able to put the TV on before for that. I guess you could have if you were really committed. But, mm. uh, you know, now now it just goes everywhere with you. And like you said, on a run, like that probably would be a great time to not have anything going. Right. Um, right. But I'm the same way. Like I, I can I really have a hard time running without listening to something for more than 15 minutes. You know, I just, I just uh -huh. I'll get too bored. So. Uh, I, I think that's really important and that's something could be learned. I, I haven't had that much success with meditation. I mean, I've done plenty of it, but just haven't, but I'm, I'm kind of re, I, I don't know what the word is, uh, motivated to like try oh, it again. Interesting. I thought you had kind of written meditation off. I, I still sort of have, like, I, I don't think it's going to work. I don't expect that it'll be any different than before, but I don't know. I just have this little bit of increase. Like, I feel like that's sort of like, if you, if you can only carve out, an hour of time from cutting stuff out or whatever. Uh, like if you can manage to spend 20 minutes of that meditating, I have a feeling like the benefits are as if you had, you know, three or four hours of your own time. I just, it probably multiplies uh, the, the rate at which you sort of can escape this sort of dopamine thing mm -hmm. by, mm -hmm. you know, cultivating awareness and all this stuff and, and being okay with being by yourself. So I don't, I'm kind of interested in it. I, I haven't found one that worked really well. And yeah, I also wonder if like maybe, maybe doing apps, because I always do apps now for it, guided mm -hmm. meditation apps, mm -hmm. like that's, it's not being by yourself anymore. You're, you're giving that up. So like just sitting there, maybe for just five minutes. I don't know. So I'm curious about that. We'll, we'll see if I should do anything with it. Yeah. My most successful mod mod uh, meditation periods have been with like super short ones, which is kind of uh, the antithesis of what you're, you're saying. I think like ideally I'd be able to sit 20, 30 minutes in, mm -hmm. in meditation. Uh, but you know, but for me, it's like three minutes or five minutes or something like that. And it, it makes me feel good. It's like a nice reset or whatever, but, uh, but still it's, it's almost like a, it's almost like a little, little hit of something <laughs> <laughs> because it's only, it only takes a minute. It doesn't take a ton of effort. As soon as it gets hard, I just stop. Right. Um, right. And then I'm done with it. But, 
yeah, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. Uh, one, one more thing about the, the like constant input that has shifted for me is um, I listen, used to listen to a ton of music, like just have music going all the time, uh, you know, in college or whatever, I was listening to a ton of music and felt like I was really, I, I like had, I was in like whatever genre of music I was into at the time. Like I felt like I was, I was into it and exploring it and all that stuff. Now, um, now it's, it's the total opposite. I feel like I never really listen to music because I'm listening to podcasts and I'm listening to books and stuff like that. And it's this information stuff that's like information overload. Whereas right. music is still input, obviously, but mm -hmm. uh, I think it's a little bit different and it can be a little bit more meditative. It can be a little yeah. bit more um, transformative in a, in like a state a mind state. If that makes yep. sense. Yep. I think so. Cal Newport actually mentions music specifically as well. And he mentioned some example of somebody who, who did this digital declutter and then found themselves listening. I think they, they had for some reason gotten rid of, not for some reason, they'd gotten rid of their music apps and things like that, which I said, I'm going to keep those. I'm okay with putting on music during my workout right now. Um, mm -hmm. But they were listening only to analog music on records. And more importantly, I think they were listening to entire albums, including the part, the ones that parts you don't like that much, the parts that are a little bit boring but that the art is meant to be part of that work. Uh, you know, he's, he claims mm -hmm. that's much richer than, than, you know, pulling up Amazon music and picking exactly the song you want mm -hmm. or radio, you know, hit the scan button until you find one you like. And then as soon as it ends and something else, come on, hit the scan again. It, it, you can see how, I mean, this is, it's just like getting instant reward versus yes. something that's a little more challenging, but ultimately probably leads to greater appreciation, fulfillment. Uh, so yeah, it's, I mean, it fits, fits right in there. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, let's shift a little bit to, to talking about what you have asked me, which is kind of how do you how do you like let's say you've done this, or maybe you don't need to. Maybe you're already in this place where you've you've you know don't have too much digital stuff going. Which I, I thought I was in that place, but I, gradually I realized like I'm just not doing the things that are actually important to me. What you asked is like how do you figure out what to do? Like where do you spend your time? Uh, because part of this like it's not just about giving up digital stuff; it's also about reclaiming the leisure. Because if you right. give up the digital, like if you just do nothing, you're not doing that much better. Maybe you're free of some of this addictive stuff, um, but just sitting there doing nothing, like that's not the point. The point is to free up these things so that you can do things that are fulfilling uh, and challenging at first. Um, so you said, you know, you're comfortable with running, for example, you do it all the time. Um, it, is, is it something that like you should just keep doing? Or is it important to start to vary that and have lots of interest and lots of things that you that you put your time into and develop skill in? And I don't really know the answer to that. Uh, but you mentioned Mike Wardian as an example of someone who who does uh, who who doesn't do like a lot of stuff sort of well. He tries to do a lot of stuff really well. Yeah, yeah. So this is this is something I've been struggling with because there are several things that I have either dabbled in in the past or um, and, and enjoyed and would like to kind of get back into dabbling in, uh, or, um, or new activities that, that are just intriguing to me that I would like to like to try out. So some examples, uh, you know, I, I play chess once a week with a buddy, uh, and I would love to play more chess. And I, I think I'd get a lot better at it if I played it, played it more frequently. Same with drums. I'm in a band, but we meet once a week and my drum set stays at my friend's house and, uh, I never think about it or touch any sort of drum in between those. Um, and uh, or like woodworking, which I got very into for a little while and kind of moved away from. Um, and so right now, if I have leisure time, if I have an opportunity, if I have an hour or two hours, whatever, my default is just to go for a run. And, and I do that and I'm real comfortable with it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not an expert or I'm not super skilled by any means, but but I'm, I'm good at it in the way that it like it doesn't 
it challenged me in the same way that uh, doing something like learning a new drum riff or, or learning openings for chess would in, in a kind of a different way, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. right. And um, so my default is, is the run. And, and my question is, and what I've been wrestling with for myself is, is like, do, is it better to just do that thing that you know is going to give you fulfillment and you know is, is fun and, and, and good for your health and good for you? And that's for me, that's running. Or is it better to kind of spread out my leisure time and kind of do a little bit of this and then a little bit of that and maybe get a little bit better at this and, and a little bit better at that, but never really um, get become great at any of them? And I don't know the answer to that. You know, when, uh, you mentioned Mike Wardian because I brought him up because one thing that I think he does really well is dive deep into into multiple different things and really focus on those things and put him out, put himself into um, positions where he has to, where he's kind of forced to, to get better at them. And he puts in that work for a short amount of time until he's pretty good at it. And then he can kind of move on to the next thing. Obviously he's a professional runner, uh, but he also is, is like a competitive pickleball player, um, semi-pro, maybe even pickleball player. He, he enters all these chess tournaments and he like plays a lot of chess and, you know, I think that he has figured out a way to, to have more free time than, than I have. And maybe that's, <laughs> maybe that's just, uh, my own decisions, but, um, you know, he seems to be able to dedicate like multiple hours a day to different activities. Uh, does that, he, have that kids? I, he does have kids. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Uh, um, but he apparently only sleeps like four or five hours a night. So he does a lot of his activities at night after they've gone to bed. Okay. Um, uh, you know, but I could just, I have a lot of respect for like, I would love to be, have all these activities, not just running, but several activities where I feel like I'm pretty good at them. Mm -hmm. Um, and not just, you know, a casual player, uh, but, but pretty good at it. But to, in order to do that, in order for me to get really good at pickleball or chess or drums or whatever, I would, I feel like right now I'd be giving up all right. the running stuff, you know, and right. giving up all this right. other stuff. And so, I, you know, I, the reality for me right now with these two young kids is probably more of, do I spread out my time, my leisure time and, and just kind of focus on a bunch of little things, uh, and to become okay at them? Or do I dedicate more of that time to running, which I do absolutely love, uh, and get even better at that. And, um, you know, I think that there's benefits to both. I will say that the spreading out almost feels a little bit like, uh, you know, a little distracted versus being able yeah. to focus and get into the flow, you know, yeah. distracted in a way that, that I don't know is a healthy thing. Well, I do think that trying new activities is healthy. Um, I don't know that it's all that healthy or I don't know that it's any healthier than because of the distraction. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is a really, uh, I, I mean, I understand why you're asking this question because like we'd all like that, right? It'd be awesome if we could all do all of our hobbies really well, right? Uh, and have a lot of hobbies to begin with. <clears throat> so, I, I, I mean, unless you're like Tim Ferriss and have all these hacks, and you know, or or a professional, I don't know how much time a professional runner spends on their profession, uh, but maybe maybe it's only three four hours a day, and then you're free the rest. Mm -hmm. I actually I have no idea. Um, but like you said, the time is certainly a factor I, I, for me though. Like I can't at all spread around my attention to different activities like that. Like it just, it, it, it will turn into feeling like I'm checking boxes. Like if I have five activities I'm supposed to do, mm -hmm. let's say it was piano and chess and uh, I don't know, weightlifting, which I guess is different because it's like a fitness thing, but 
you know, if you had all those, like it just would, it would be so hard to enter that flow state. And that's the big reason you do this stuff is so you can get into that state where like the time flies by and you don't even realize it's going because you're just so engaged in this thing. Uh, so I don't know, to me, like it just would be really hard to have a lot of things. So I, I would tend to do one thing, but I, I do think like if you can spend, if you can carve out two hours a day for something, uh, it doesn't take that long to get better than 99% of people at it. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. oh, you totally. can make, if you spend a year, two hours a day of whatever guitar say, um, like you, you get good by no means world-class. And I don't, it's, you can't be world-class at more than two things. I don't think most people aren't, aren't at no. one thing. Right. So like to be really good, to be, he, you talking about him entering chess tournaments and playing, but like to be a world-class chess player, that's all you do. I think you, you can't do anything else or yeah. you're not going to be world-class. So you got to be making trade-offs somewhere. Um, well, I mean, I think there's a difference between being world-class and being like good at it, you know, yeah, for sure. Um, and, and I'm not trying to be world-class anything. I, I mean, I would love to be world-class at something, and I hope that I'm, I, you know, I'm getting there at a few things. But um, You're a world-class dad, I'm sure, right? I am absolutely a world-class okay. dad, you Good. know? And I'm putting in my 10,000 hours on this whole podcast thing, although I think I'm not a world-class podcaster yet. But <laughs> Do we only have like 500 hours after all these years? <laughs> Hopefully we have more than that. <laughs> um but you know but is uh someone on, on youtube comment that, that uh bianca says that i think it's okay to be just okay at a lot of things and i, I think that I'm, I'm totally on board with that but the question is is do i want to get better at running and and really kind of you know instead of having a goal out there that i'm just able to complete you know i have a goal that i'm able to crush or whatever uh, do I want to get better at that? Or do I want to just be like, okay, now I know how to play pickleball. Now I know how to play chess and I can hold my own when I'm, you know, with some random right. person or whatever, right. but, or do I want to like get kind of good at it, you know? And, and there's a lot of satisfaction in that getting good at something. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think, I definitely think having what you said, the first level of like being able to hold your own when you play with someone, right. It'd be nice to be able to be okay when you play golf with somebody and mm -hmm. be decent at pickleball or tennis uh, and, and running and, you know, also some maybe mental things that aren't just fitness. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and I think you should, I think like if you were asking me, should I keep running or should I develop basic competency at a lot of things? I would say you should put some time into those other things unless, yeah. unless you're pursuing a career in running, but like running has such a genetic component to it that like you can only get, it's not like anyone can just go ahead and become a pro runner if they work hard enough. Uh, right. So I don't know. I, I think definitely like that level. And I, that's, that's honestly, I mean, it's not motivating to me to get that like very basic competency, but that's what I end up with from the dabbling I do and spend six months on something and then mm -hmm. move on to the next thing. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I think it's an important thing to get that, but yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I'd love to like have something that like, I'm just really good at, of, of course. Uh, so that that's probably what I'm hoping to get back to with this thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So let's, let's assume that this digital decluttering works out for you. You have an extra hour a day, maybe more, um, or, you know, where are you going to put your focus on reclaiming your leisure? I, the, the thing I would like to do that I have ne really never done is actually making stuff in the physical world. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's, that's the craftsman idea. And there's so many, I think good qualities that come from that. He does in the digital minimalism book goes through, uh, it's profiles a few different people who do that and just talks about, you know, how awesome their life is basically. Uh, mm -hmm. I, it'd be fun. I don't know. The, the thing is, I don't have, I mean, I have, don't have any experience with any of that. Like 
art, nothing, right? unless you count music. And I can play a few different music. I have competency at several musical instruments, but not not greatness at any of them by any means. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I could, if I guess the closest thing I had to be able to do is I could get good at cooking things and I can already yeah. do that pretty well. But like, you know, that's just, I just make other people's recipes. Uh, and that's okay. You're still executing it. Um, so that's fine. I already do that one. But I, I would love to like make something. I just don't know what. I'm not a handy type. I can't imagine woodworking. Um, but I'd love to find something that I produce and make and like do. I don't know it, physically. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, I was going to say the two things that the two obvious things that come to mind for you are are, uh, are cooking um, mm-hmm. and um, and like songwriting or something like that. Yeah, uh, kind of using some of your writing skills to writing a song as well. Um, yeah, I could do those things. I, I but the thing is like that's. That feels to me like the stuff I've always gone back to and try to do. I, I really like to like find something new because I, I do think new experiences, like totally brand new experiences are mm-hmm. so important. And like, I guess it's possible that I could recapture that feeling of having discovered something new and it's all you want to think about. And it's like your obsession. It's your reason for living and getting up in the morning. And it's last thing you think about before bed. Like that is, that to me is the best state you could be in. Like that, just life is awesome when you have mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, it's hard for me to imagine that I'm going to get that again with these things that I've gone through several different six month periods, Mm, like being mm, really into, you know, mm. so I'm actually trying to reach out and find new things, uh, which I haven't tried to do in a long time. I haven't made any progress. I've just been thinking about like what, Uh, but I've also, Brendan Brazier a long time ago was saying this was, I think after he, after Vega was sold and he still, you know, owned owned piece of it when that happened uh, or before that happened. So now he found himself with time to explore different hobbies and things. And he was saying that there was research showing that uh, that time seems to slow down, like the, your perception of time slows down when you are engaged in new activities, which is kind of weird. And the opposite of what I said with the flow state, right? Like the flow state, the time seems to pass very quickly because you're so engaged in this thing. So it's interesting that, that this, you know, seemingly this counteracts that in some way. Um but I think there's that's a great thing, right? As you get older, time starts to fly more, it seems, faster and faster. So to be able to do things where the effect that you perceive is that you have lots of time and that things, you know, y- your day seems to last a long time because you're spending so much of it in brand new activities. Uh, I don't know. Like, that's not a bad thing. So I, I'd love to get into some brand new things, but I just don't know what yet. You should, uh, you should build a birdhouse. You're into birds. <laughs> Dude, like, Start with a birdhouse. <laughs> Start there. That'll, that'll be your, your jump start into woodworking. Maybe. You know what Katie's gotten really into? Is, um, is weaving. Oh, yeah? I guess that's what you call it. Um, <laughs> is it? Like, <laughs> like a basket weaving? No, like, um, like things that you hang. Uh, man. Tapestry? Tapestry. Weaving? Tapestry. I, think yeah. you, I think you weave a tapestry, right? Yeah, we, yeah, I think so. <laughs> but like, like with with yarn and stuff. Um, does she have like a big spindle, like a like like a weaver does? She 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 had one uh, when she was younger, like in high school, and oh, yeah. uh, and they sold it, and then um, um, uh, now she recently has gotten back into it, where you, where you just have like a board basically that you're kind of using, but you're you're uh-huh. very you know you can do some cool designs and like make it really unique uh yeah i like that aaron does knitting he knits usually knits. stuffed animals that's her thing she makes stuffed animals for people who and they're beautiful we those are the two that she made for our kids are still some of their favorite stuffed animals that's that's awesome yeah she she does that for a lot of people when they have babies and I mean, mm-hmm. who we're close with obviously 
and uh, everyone seems to love them. And everyone always says, you should start selling these things. Uh, but if you would think about how much money that you have to sell them for to get the return on time, it's never worth it. And it would destroy uh -huh. like something that's actually a nice straight hot, yeah, yeah, something yeah. that would become uh -huh. a business. Uh -huh. um, so yeah, and that's a good example. That, that is making something. And so is weaving. Uh, that's, that's what I need to find, but I, I don't know. It's just, I just haven't maybe, maybe cooking. Maybe I should get more into cooking and invest actual time into learning instead of just making dinner mm -hmm. over and over. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've done justice to this. There are, there are many unanswered questions, um, but uh, hopefully I'll have all kinds of time to explore these questions and <laughs> find new hobbies, <laughs> become a craftsman in something, uh -huh, uh, uh -huh. TBD, what, what it is. But uh, anyway, it's uh, like I said at the beginning, it's, it has, it feels like a new lease on life, which, which I, I think you kind of feel that way when you do a physical decluttering, it just, everything just feels good and happy and like reason to be optimistic. Uh, that is how I have felt since I started this. And it just feels like, I don't know. I, I just was, I was starting to feel like the world kind of sucks now. Like we're just getting more and more into this and tech. And it was, it was AI. I think that pushed me over the edge and it was like, there's no stopping this, right? There's, and there isn't, it's just, mm -hmm. it's just, and people mm -hmm. aren't going to connect the way they used to until there's some sort of revolution that happens and, and they do uh, right. ho hopefully not a, not an actual war that is fought against machines. Cause that wouldn't be a very pretty picture, but Maybe maybe at some point there will be a critical mass of people who say we're we're not doing this anymore. We're we're gonna do like what Am Amish people do, who also by the way are in the book featured as like they're not just total. They just don't totally reject all technology. They, I think they reject, and I'm sure I'm like mis mis uh, quoting this. They reject things that will like pull people away from the community, and as mm. a result, they foster a very rich community, and that's something that so many of us don't have anymore. Uh, so mm. I I wonder if like it is possible that people will go that way. And have very deliberate communities that say there's no AI involved in anything that we do, and we're isolated from that you know, as so much as you can be until until the war starts and they you know do whatever they do. But <laughs> but I just think there's going to be massive backlash against all this stuff. So anyway, for me to do this, it felt like a little bit of a of a relief, at least temporarily, uh, uh -huh. to like recapture some stuff that was good about the world the way it used to be. Hopefully, I don't sound too much like an old man who's just like yeah. You know, now, I mean, this this took a weird turn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, no, but but I understand. Yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, it's like it is just it is in our nature to to want to do so many of the things that we're talking about, and and not if you could choose ahead of time, say like I'm going to spend six hours of my day swiping through social media until I see something, and I'm going to click like when I see something that is a good thing mm -hmm. to me. Like mm -hmm. no one, no one would want to spend their time that way. So I, I get that we all do and that like it's not going to leave and that's not the point um right. but to sort of just reclaim stuff that makes you feel good i don't know i'm, I'm excited about it so uh, hopefully someone else is that one book is digital minimalism i mentioned the other one is uh hacking of the american mind both very interesting reads if you're looking for something to read this father's day weekend or or in the future one thing mm -hmm. i meant for us to get into and, and forgot was uh was like uh vr virtual reality or augmented reality the new um, Apple glasses that, you know, that incorporate mm -hmm. real life and, and all this stuff. I mean, like to me, like that's just, that's a step f way further than I'm comfortable with at the moment. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, and I don't, I don't really want a world where everybody's walking around with, with these giant glasses on and, and seeing things that you can't see, uh, right. interacting in a way that as if you're, talking to each other i've i've heard it said though by a cousin of mine who used to work at google and he said this was 10 years ago now he was like we're just in a really awkward phase with technology right now we're like 
we're developing it. We have these things, but we have not at all figured out or even prioritized making it go into our lives well, right? So like mm. VR right now is everyone walking around with goggles on so that you, and I guess with the new ones, you can see out also what's going on if you want to, because there's like a clear screen that you can see. I, I don't know. I just saw a picture of them. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, eventually it's going to be in our heads, which is even weirder. But I think maybe eventually it will kind of come full circle and this stuff will be designed and we'll be able to like be good humans while also benefiting from really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I hope it gets there. I don't know. That would, that would be ideal is if we could, the original Google glasses were, were like actual glasses. Right? right. I remember that. And then they, it just bombed. I don't know why, but cause that was a little, that was definitely a step too far. But, um, the Apple one, what's interesting about the Apple ones is it's not, you can't actually see through it's, it's, they have cameras everywhere. So if you're looking oh, okay. at the person wearing the glasses, you're actually looking at a camera of their face. Oh, wow. Um, okay. And, and the same way going out. Um, uh-huh. And so, which, which just makes it that much worse. Cause like, what if the camera goes out? I don't, I don't know. It's like the whole thing is kind of, I don't know. It's too much for me, but. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not. And I hope this is, goes to show people that I'm not just like a crazy old man now. Uh, I, I think it's really cool. I think there's probably potential to have a whole lot of really rewarding, fulfilling activities with that. Uh, where yeah. it really feels oh, totally. so much more like you actually are with people. And mm-hmm. and in a way you couldn't be before because now you can do it with people in other countries or you could be in yes wherever. yeah hundred percent yeah uh-huh. yeah so that I'm mean, super cool but I, I think I hope it gets prioritized this thing and there's always gonna be that problem that attention economy thing right that we're like when when they want our attention they're incentivized to have us stay on that and do things and be hooked in be addicted and I mm-hmm. don't know how you get around that but uh, hopefully people will figure it out yeah. I'm I'm sure we will or we won't, and we'll all just kind of continue tumbling down into the <laughs> virtual abyss. Um, right, right. Lori, Lori, I will go out on this. Lori uh, on YouTube suggests that uh, rock tumbling and polishing is a fun hobby to get into. <laughs> I got a rock tumbler once, and I uh, for the kids, and then like we did it, and then we went away, and we ended up they were in there a week longer than they were supposed to be, and I was like, well, they're gonna be really shiny. And then came back and opened up and they were gone. There was no, there was no rocks. There were these tiny little, like. <laughs> they like ate the rocks? They just, they, cause yeah, like that's how it works is it polishes them and they, you know, little pieces get removed. And over uh-huh. time they just polish down to nothing. So <laughs> no. that, that was an expensive mistake. Uh, we have not, not rock tumbled since then. No, no. It takes like a month to do it. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. It's not a quick thing. Not an afternoon activity. No. Uh, all right. Well, this was, this was fun. It was good to yeah good to cover this a little deeper yeah something a little different yeah hopefully everyone mm-hmm. liked it uh so this goes out to nomad athlete radio listeners of course uh there are a lot of plant-based morning show people who are here live with us uh as usual the ad for uh for the plant-based morning show if if you are listening if you like nomad athlete radio check out the plant-based morning show podcast feed you'll get that the same way you listen to nomad athlete radio but two new things you can do you can go to the live version of the plant-based morning show, which is a daily show right now in the summer, we're doing it three days a week, but usually it's a daily show. We cover headlines. It's fun and much lighter, goofier thing than this more mm-hmm. audience interaction. Uh, that's every single day. Well, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, right now. <laughs> Otherwise it's every single weekday. Uh, so you can get that on those podcasts, but then you can come to that live on youtube.com slash no athlete. And then when we do these no athlete radio episodes, we are also doing them live. So again, youtube.com slash no athlete, go there, subscribe, and uh, turn on notifications so you can you can actually join us live. That's right. It's the place to be. And the Discord, nomadathlete.com slash Discord. Join yes. the community. It's fun. And it's free. 
Uh, yes. All right. Happy Father's Day, Matt, and to Thank any you. other fathers out there listening. And um, yeah, have a great weekend. All right. Sounds good. Goodbye, everyone.